Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, 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 would you look at this? It's Monday night. No Triple J, but boy, I think we found a suitable replacement. I'm Justin LaBar coming to you live here on our Wrestling Inc. post-Raw podcast. I hope you're joining us live. If not, appreciate you watching or listening later on in the archive. Being joined by one of the other Jays coming to you from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, former WWE ref of over 20-plus years. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, how are you? I'm doing great. I will talk about it, but interesting show tonight. Let's put it that way. Very interesting. No reason for you to stop the podcast now. We have plenty to talk about. We promise you it won't disappoint. And our third man tonight, not Jack Farmer. Jack, uh, not with us here tonight, but we are bringing in the founder of Wrestling Inc., the one, the only, Mr. Raj Geary. Raj, it's been a while since we've shared a microphone together. Yeah, it it has been a while, and uh, I do have a J in my name, so... Kinda, kinda triple J, not really, but let's let's close. how about this? How about this? Double JR, double oh, JR, JJR, R, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. Uh, I think, I think <laughs> we might owe we, we might owe old Boomer Sooner some some royalties if we want to yeah run exactly. on the the JR platform. Right. Uh, 
<laughs> should be a good one here tonight again appreciate everybody who is um uh, in the live chat, uh, if you ever want to be part of a wrestling community live, uh, interactive, something beyond you know your your typical Twitter norm, uh, our link is usually out several hours before this podcast starts here on YouTube and on Twitch. And there's a great uh, community that's on the chat here. It's always kind of watching, doing a watch along, essentially waiting for us to go live. So please check out the podcast here live if you ever get a chance. Uh, if not podcast after the fact however it may be whether you're checking out the video whether you opt to just hear us not see us sometimes i can't blame you uh, apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcast from please 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 five star rating is very much appreciated we've got more and more of them coming in uh jack's really good about reading them off every monday uh, i don't have any prepared for me for you tonight but i'm sure jack will get back to reading them more next week with five star reviews greatly appreciated as we are trying to continue to grow this podcast and have a big 2023 and the more more uh, feedback and engagement we get from you the better live chats i already see i already see some super chats we will get to you when it is appropriate for your topic at hand but gentlemen let's get into some news items first that you can find uh, on wrestlinginc.com let's start with some numbers from last friday of course smackdown and rampage every single friday night let's start with smackdown and the show was watched by 2.3 million average million viewers uh that is down about six percent from the previous week but the previous week did a monster number so 2.3 million still pretty good uh key demo was also down uh, it did a 10 percent drop uh from the week before which was the go home to royal rumble uh but then you have rampage uh rampage really saw a drop uh, last friday they were uh 406 000 average viewer that's down 11 percent from the week prior and their demo their key demos uh, continues to slide uh it came in about 149,000 viewers in that 18 to 49 uh, which is about down from 20 percent from the week prior a lot of numbers raj i always let you crunch numbers i know you track ratings uh pr pretty pretty diligently uh, what do you make of uh smackdown slight drop from the week prior rampage big drop so uh, smackdown it was 2.3 what was 2.3 what uh, 2.3 million was the average viewers, uh, which was down 6% from the go home show the week prior. Okay. Was it 2.3 something, something 2.384 2. 384. Okay. So that would be the, one of the biggest, uh, audiences they've had for the show in years. Um, you know, outside of, outside of last week and, and the Cena episode, uh, this Cena episode did 2.6 last week did 2.54. Um, so, you know, just really strong numbers. I mean, they're they're on a roll right now. Um, Rampage, you know, 0.11. I, I believe that. Let me double check here. But I think it's basically tied for the second lowest uh, demo rating uh, that they've had for the show. Um, and that's of any time slot. They did a 0.08 one time. Uh, so, yeah, uh, bad rating for Rampage. Um yeah, good stuff. You know, good stuff with uh, with SmackDown. They're they're really uh, they're really on a roll right now, and uh, I, I don't know. Uh, they just seem to be firing on all cylinders, and I felt like that with Raw tonight. It just felt like they're really on a roll right now. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, I mean, I I tend to agree with SmackDown. I mean, a lot of rich stories going on, and uh, you know, still two point three eight four million um, for a for a, the what at the for the first Friday of February? That's a pretty strong showing. It it absolutely is, and I think it speaks volumes. Like you said, that people are getting invested in the stories, and the big story, of course, is the Bloodline storyline and Sami Zayn, and also the question mark curiosity factor with uh, Jey Uso. What's going on there? I think that's got people drawn in, and and sometimes we forget that 
these are the things that tend to draw bigger audiences. And yes, there's a core audience that just loves to sit down and watch the action in the ring and watch matches. But at the same time, as, as we were talking before we went on the air, uh, just mm -hmm. uh, as, as much as people don't like to hear this, this phrase, it is weekly, weekly episodic, episodic television. And you want people to go, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen next and tune in again. And that seems to be what's going on, especially with this Bloodline storyline. Mm -hmm. Raj, uh, I I never other than other than the um, yeah, I probably one of the early stuff with CM Punk. I never watch Rampage live. I just don't. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I rarely watch SmackDown live just because I'm not podcasting after it. So it's just I I just it's something to look forward to in the DVR. With Rampage, is it going to take it moving into an earlier time slot? Is it going to take it being live? What is, what is it going to take to get it? Because I mean they're they're putting more names. They're putting more AEW credible names on Rampage, but it's still sliding down for the most part well what happens a lot of times is that they'll put you know john moxley or someone like that on the show for a couple weeks they see a little bump uh, and they see an increase and then they go back to what they were doing and and you know what this this last friday they had the elite uh you know their first trios match in in, in weeks and weeks so um it's just you know once once you have it in your head that it's a b show it's hard to overcome that and 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 once you see a show is skippable it's hard to you know uh for it to become a uh, 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 priority viewing again and I, I feel like that's kind of where rampage is right now it just feels like it's an afterthought um you know it's something if you happen to be in that night it's something that's on but it's not uh something you need to watch you you, you don't you're not missing out on the major aew storylines if you skip rampage yeah, and I think that's a great point. It is hard to overcome forever being. I mean, they, they would have they would have to they'd have to have some major angles and major title changes. Something that would ha they'd have to have a string of them. I think at this point on Rampage to at all change the perception uh, in any kind of any kind of expedited uh, fashion. So uh, that's the numbers. Well, maybe this maybe this will help get Rampage up. And that's the booking on the Jericho Cruise. That's right, Chris Jericho's Rock and Rager, Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Cruise. Uh, uh, it was just just wrapped up, I believe. Um, and uh, one of the things that certainly caught social media's attention was a moment where we got Danhausen and Jericho Housen, and they uh, Jericho <laughs> dressed like Danhausen, uh, face paint, uh, cape, and all, uh, and a great uh, some great viral clips and pictures going around of them locking in the walls of Jericho on Austin in Colton Dunn. Uh, Rajhausen, does this <laughs> does this get your attention? Uh, of course, that's all I could think about. Um, no, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an older gent, so uh, the Danhausen stuff isn't necessarily my cup of tea, but uh, it does work for for people out there. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. Wrestling is one of those variety shows that not everything has to uh, blend into my tastes. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of fans really enjoy that stuff. So, so good for them. See, I thought. You know, I know you hate when actual magic is attempted by wrestlers. You know, Danhausen really—he hasn't fully proved his cursing magic. I thought you would have said this is like you're. This is the savior. This is the answer to the magic uh, wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I definitely don't think that. It's uh, it's one of those things when he's on TV. I'm just like, ah, uh, you know, it's not my. Again, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> Jimmy, I'd like to see you in this face, man. I want to see. I want to see Corderas on them. 
<laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I, and I, I kind of agree with Raj. It's not my wheelhouse. It's a, it's different when it's somebody like a uh, a Bray Wyatt. It's presented differently. You know, Undertaker obviously had that aura about him. But again, presented in a different fashion. This just feels kind of... Uh, yes, we know the world of WWE, WWF at the time, was considered a little cartoonish. Uh I guess you can say the same here, but as far as them tagging and, and, and Jericho dressing like Danhausen in the, uh, on the Jericho cruise, uh, maybe it was him just uh, throwing out a feeler or him just having his fun. It's his cruise. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. He's booking the thing. It's, it's Jericho having fun. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a heel, so it doesn't really fit for him to, uh, for that to translate over to AEW TV, especially mm-hmm. when he's in the storyline with Ricky Stark. So Right. Just seemed like something fun for the crews, and yeah, you know, the fans really seem to get a kick out of it, so it worked. It's his boat, he can book it the way he wants, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> take that. All right, well, there's uh, those are two f- fun news items to touch on numbers and uh, again, Jericho and Tannhausen. Plenty more news headlines over on wrestlinginc.com, so be sure you are uh, bookmarking it, favoriting it, whatever you do, and check back early and often all right let's jump in to monday night raw tonight we uh it's crazy to think this, we only have this raw and i believe one more before we have elimination chamber and elimination chamber we'll tell you this we'll tease this for the rest of this podcast this elimination chamber card is getting stacked <laughs> pretty stacked when you can when, when you put it in perspective that it's six weeks prior to wrestlemania so a lot that we're going to jump into starting with edge and beth phoenix coming to the ring big ovation uh, for them a uh, quick little video package showing the history with them and Judgment Day most recently back at Extreme Rules. Uh, then the Judgment Day comes out. It is notable noted that there is no Rhea Ripley. She's uh, out promoting WrestleMania. She's out traveling as Dom, uh, as Dom gives Mommy's excuse. And we get a challenge. We get a challenge from Edge and Beth. They challenge Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley to a mixed tag match at Elimination Chamber. Uh, looks like that's going to happen. And uh, just as... Uh, just as it looks like we're going to see Edge and Beth be outnumbered by the three Judgment Day members, here comes Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford out to even up the odds. Uh, Beth hits her finisher on Dominic Mysterio, who his facial expressions and selling uh, just gold on this Jimmy. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and look to me, this is a, this is something that you could make an argument of, given the year long history of Edge and Judgment Day and, and what have you. You can make an argument that this is mania worthy. Obviously, Rhea's got her singles title match, so that's not going to. Or you could say this is happen. This happens on one night of Mania, and this mix, and then Rhea's singles matches on the other night. But no, they are putting this in Montreal on the Elimination Chamber card. Uh, your thoughts going in to this uh, this this payoff match? No, it's a heck of a payoff match, and and I think it's a good idea to put it in Montreal because you're going to get a hell of a reaction for for Edge and Beth in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, and uh, you know for the home country team. Even though Beth is technically from uh, the other side of the border, Buffalo, New York, which is right across the bridge, but uh, hey, you know what? She she's adopted Canadian. Uh, we we've we've accepted her as one of our own, and uh, I, I like it. I really like it. There is a story behind it. I'm invested in this, and the crowd is invested because they want to see retribution by Edge and 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 Beth. And the one thing I did like about Edge's promo is he kind of taking credit for for Judgment Day. And their yeah. success, despite the fact that they kind of ousted him out of the group, but he still claims responsibility for making them what they are today. Yeah, and hey, no worry with Buffalo. But Buffalo is basically just a southern suburb of Toronto. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've been I've been to Buffalo. You get Toronto TV, and it's, it's all it's all the same. Yeah. 
Uh, Raj, a uh, big match for this at Elimination Chamber, and then I, I followed it up with, uh, is Edge going to be part of WrestleMania, and, 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 and who does he work? Yeah, so I think I think this fits better for Elimination Chamber than WrestleMania because you know the novelty of Edge and Beth Phoenix. We saw it last year when they teamed up against uh, Miz and Maurice at the Royal Rumble last year. So it's not quite um, that special attraction like it might have been a year ago. So I, I like it here at Elimination Chamber, like Jimmy said. Um, in Montreal, Edge is going to get a huge reaction. I want to see. I think it'd be ideal to see. Um, you know, Rhea uh, go over in this match. I think uh, Edge and Beth Phoenix losing this time, it's kind of, it would be something unexpected. And uh, and Rhea, you know, she's on a roll right now. So having her pin Beth Phoenix, I think, uh, I think would be the way to go. And as far as Edge, you know, they were talking about Edge versus Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match at, at, at Royal Rumble. That obviously didn't happen. So you could still go in that route for WrestleMania. And I think... That, if you're really looking to stack the card, Edge and Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell, that's uh, that's a big deal. That's a huge match. Yeah, I get two nights of Mania. So, uh, or Damian Priest. I, I, I was going right. to say, I'd actually want to go Priest, quite honestly. I, I would like to, if, assuming uh, Priest doesn't walk out as United States champion from the chamber, I, I, I'd kind of like to see, if Finn's going to get the rub being in this mixed tag here, You know, let's also get it to to Priest. I think we all agree, Dom's probably going to be penciled in with his dad. So, right. Yeah. Um, and Dom was gold again tonight. I thought he's so good in this role. Uh, he kills me. It, it, it's amazing seeing him from when I remember him as this little kid who used to run around the ring before shows, uh, before TV and stuff like that, turning into what he has become. It just, it, he grows and grows every week. It's, it, it's just incredible. <laughs> he's yeah. great. And uh, yeah, just he's just low key, just so hilarious that. Uh, mm -hmm. He just he's must see when he's on now. Yeah, yeah. he really is, and, and it's like who would have who would have thought just something so stupid of uh, you know, he's going to do hard time for the domestic, and and they've just they just ran with it. I mean, and Corey Graves and commentary does a great job uh, elevating it, but they've just really ran with this. Uh, I think you know, and, you know, Edge making the comment about dropping pants, and the, I mean, they, they just have something every week. They have a, they have a new bullet every week to fire at him, and he gets such heat. And the crowd yeah. just eats up any any uh, this. It, it, you know, maybe maybe this, maybe he he might be one of the low key Raj best stories in WWE like mm -hmm. since the empty arena you know, because he he's there tagging with his dad. They're being tag champions. They're in the empty arena. COVID time, you know, already hard enough to be a young kid in his situation, not having a live crowd, and and just kind of being Rey Mysterio 2.0, and he's completely developed into something on his own. To where yeah, he's gonna have a payoff match with his dad, but he's got. He's got plenty to run with without without the Mysterio name. Yeah, absolutely. So. And and it, it's you know when he came out at the Royal Rumble, he he he's just getting a ton of heat. And uh, I'm assuming he beats Ray at Mania. And I think when that happens, it's just gonna it's gonna get a huge reaction. So I, I think mm -hmm. they're um, you know in Triple H. I, I I gotta say with this era, there's the storytelling has just been you know. Uh, really, really good. It, it, they're not even stuff that didn't that doesn't click. At least they're letting it finish. Like Dexter Loomis and and the Miz, it might not be uh, have been the best storyline, but at least they didn't just drop it if it wasn't working. They at least mm -hmm. you know had a, a a start, a middle, and an end, and they saw through it. So I think, um, yeah, I think it, the storytelling has just been fantastic, and I think Dominic is <laughs> he's. It's funny how much a heel turn can just. Can just change your career whether it was you know roman it was still a main event guy but once he turned heel he just went to a different level and, um, you know sometimes yeah. that's all it takes 
Yeah, no, and there's definitely been a tone of consistency under the Triple H booking, for better or for worse on some stories, yeah. but it's been consistent, and you, you do see right. it through, and right. they're real good, little, little Easter eggs and such. So, mm-hmm. uh, Judgment Day, once again, uh, even without Rhea, who I, I argue is, 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 the, is the biggest star out of the group, even without her, uh, Judgment Day uh, making their presence known, and they're going to continue such. As we said, Angela Dawkins uh, helped come out to even up the odds, and that segued right into the Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Dawkins versus Damian Priest, of course, winner, gets into this chamber match that is for the United States title. Uh, Dawkins, it's a swanton bomb. I don't know if I've ever seen him hit that, but that is not the finish, though. A kick mm-hmm. out there. Ultimately, though, Priest is actually going to get his uh, chokeslam, his South of Heaven chokeslam uh, done, and that's going to get the pin on Dawkins. So one, two, three, Priest earns his way into the chamber, and Jimmy, it was done clean. There was no low blow. There was no uh, uh, ref distraction, I believe. It was just uh, they had some couple hard-hitting blows that led into the, in the sequence that led into it. Mm-hmm. And- Priest got the choke slam finished clean, which I thought was a pretty big deal on on Angelo Dawkins, uh, who mm-hmm. you know the, the Street Profits continue to rise their stock up. Absolutely, and 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 Angelo Dawkins has continued to impress in a singles match in this particular case too. He's a, he's really improved. One thing that really caught me uh, was his selling. His selling is actually really really good, especially for a big guy. Because well, Damian Priest is a big guy, so you have to sell each other's stuff and i thought uh, Dawkins sold uh priest's offense very well and um it's a nice change to have a heel look strong going over without having to do the the proverbial ref distraction or, or, or you know heel kind of gesture to get he did it he looked strong going into a big match and i don't have a problem with it in this case Raj, I've been uh, I, I've been guilty in the past of these accusations, but I think Angelo Dawkins has shed these accusations, and they are uh, he has shed the the concern and the accusations of being the Genetti. I think he has stepped up, and I think this is one, this might be one of the rare cases where you get a tag team that when if and when they split, they will both equally have positive trajectories. What say you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you look at Montez, and I think everyone sees a, a potential superstar there. He's got the look, the athleticism. Uh, the charisma, but Angelo Dawkins, I feel like he has just improved probably more than anyone over the last year. He's just, you know, he's gotten into really good shape. Um, he, his work has just improved so much. So I think he's, um, he's kind of a sleeper almost because everyone I think kind of looks like at Montez, but uh, I think Angelo Dawkins has been killing it. I, I think he looked, I thought he looked great tonight. Um, and yeah, when that split happens, I mean, I think the natural thing would be Angelo being the babyface, Montez being the heel. But um, yeah, I, I think he's uh, he's definitely not the Genetti if, if given the right opportunity. I, I'd almost, given how popular both of them seem to kind of be with their with their swagger and their personalities, this might be almost a situation we've seen kind of with New Day, where don't do that old fashioned that somebody has to turn on the other one. Just let them kind of stay supportive of each other, but let one be on one brand and one be on the other, so so you can separate them. Um, but maybe they could both be faces because I don't necessarily know if a heel turn would be, you know, heel turn might limit mm. and, and 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 put a ceiling on their charisma that they have that we see mm-hmm. having uh, right now. So uh, Dawkins not going to be in the Elimination Chamber United States uh, title match, but still, uh, as Rasha has had a big year, big improvement, and a lot to continue to watch there with him. Uh, take a look. Uh, we got again. We got some super chats. We will get to in a bit when we get to those topics. We'll uh, highlight this one. Uh, from Huffman Elite Training, a $5 saying, I took my family to a WWE house show last night in Pensacola, Florida. Seth versus Cody main event, plus Bailey, Becky, Flair, Sheamus, 
Jimmy Uso, Braun Strowman. Uh, so I, I take oh. it family had a good time, uh, or else you wouldn't Hopefully. be paying us five bucks to tell us. <laughs> yeah, S- strong, strong lineup. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking a Cody one too, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, uh, that, WWE uh, doesn't need any video, uh, any video right now going around of Cody Rhodes taking any L's. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, the these house shows, the the attendance on these house shows, they've gone way up too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking about WWE being on a roll right now, and that that spreads to the live event business mm-hmm. too. Yep. Absolutely. Are, are I mean, so- I mean, it's fun. Sorry to cut you off there, Justin. It, it is fun watching on TV, absolutely. But there's something about going to see it live and getting that you know, feeling that atmosphere in your bones and in your, you know, uh, indescribable. Yeah. Well, and, and, and again, going back to what we complimented earlier, obviously WWE has no shortage of TV time to work with. They have five hours a week. And then specifically with Mondays, the three hour show, which we all still agree. Three hours is long every week, but even shows like this tonight, it wasn't painful. It, you know, they, they at least utilize the time and they flush out some stories that give you some background on people. So I think, Again, doing that and being consistent, consistently seeing the stories play out, it makes it more worthwhile to get that more intimate experience in a house show versus in the past when those house shows would trot out a lot of people who you maybe didn't even see on Raw, or if you did, they were chasing the 24-7 title. Um, so just more to care about. So uh, good to hear you and your family had a, a nice experience there. Uh, Chelsea yeah, Green's not having a nice experience. Mm-hmm. And they did over 5,000 fans for that that show last, wow. you know, last nice. night. So for again, for a live event. Uh, yeah, that's that's a really good number. I mean, they Raj, they were I mean, they were cutting and slashing live events like crazy before the pandemic. I mean, uh, I, think, I think they were losing money. Uh, with, they with were the live events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was almost seeming like it was an outdated uh, revenue stream, you know, because, yeah, yeah they, they, they weren't profitable anymore. And now here they are, you know, just uh, they're doing they're doing really well. Are you I haven't got to talk to you about this week. Jimmy and I talked a little bit last week. Are you um surprised to see AEW starting to dip their toe into the live event house show waters um i think a little bit just because their attendance is down right now so it feels like um it, that would be something you'd want to do when when business is hotter but um you know i think AEW they need to find new revenue streams and mm-hmm. so if they're hitting markets that they don't usually go to, like smaller markets, and and having just a couple top guys at the show, and and then filling filling it up with some of the younger talent, uh, it could be a, a good way to you know have a, have a new revenue stream coming in. So I, I think I definitely think it's a good idea to try it out. Yeah, and good on them not to pigeonhole themselves and promise that they're going to do X amount each week. They can kind of make their own right. rules. Yeah, yeah, you, you do like five or six and see what it's like and if they're losing money then cut cut down but mm-hmm. uh, yeah but, yeah but like you said raj when you do these these live events slash house shows you know you know put a couple of name talents on there to, to draw some uh, some audience and utilize some of the talent that doesn't get used on television and maybe you know right. because uh, the, they're unfortunately you know i don't want to say unfortunately it's great that they they're there and they're getting paid but at the same time they're getting used they need right. to be used in some form or fashion. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you have guys that you, you forget are there with the company mm-hmm. because you, you just don't see them on TV that often, or they're on dark and, and, and elevation, but not on dynamite. Mm-hmm. And if they're not getting that dynamite TV time, it's, you know, it's kind of, you're not really getting the reps in you're, you're not going to yeah. grow mm-hmm. as a star. So um, right. at least this gives them, you know, more dates and, and mm-hmm. uh, opportunity to work. Right. 
Well, opportunity is all Chelsea Green wants. Uh, she 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 wants to be part of the Mission Chamber. She wants she wants she wants the right kind of beverages and snacks. I mean, how hard is this? Uh, she berates Adam Pierce uh, and threatens to call his manager uh, if she does not get uh, what she wants. Um, this, of course, continuation of what we saw last week. Uh, we'll get back. I just I, I had in my line. I'm kind of going linear. We'll get back to her, which we are going to get more Chelsea Green. Uh, I, I want to speak to the manager, so stay tuned there. But we'll, we'll comment more on Chelsea here in a bit. Uh, up next, Baron Corbin versus Dexter Loomis, and all throughout the match, commentary noting how uh, uh, Baron Corbin just the win loss record has not been what you would think it would be. Having the wrestling guy JBL there uh, in his corner, and, and JBL visibly looking frustrated all through the match. Once again, Corbin's going to lose. To Dexter Loomis, um, and not to mention he was only in the Rumble for like what seven seconds or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on backstage, we're going to see JBL berating, um, uh, just cutting down, verbally cutting down Corbin, saying, uh, "You know, your channel changing TV. You know, my legacy is attached to you. This is a problem. You're nothing but a clown." Uh, I think he ended with, "You can't polish a turd." So. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, yeah. you've been berated. You've been berated on the golf course by JBL. I don't know yeah. if you've ever been. You know, I don't know if he ever, call, ever called you a turd. But um, where, where do we go here? Because Baron Corbin's been one of those talents that he's just steadfast, a really good heel. Crowd doesn't ever really seem like they want to cheer him. What's the direction that we go if, in fact, JBL is truly going to split from Corbin? Yeah, that's an interesting question. It's what is happens next, and it's always about what happens next. And it, I don't know if the crowd really wants to cheer Baron Corbin or just want to see something different from Baron Corbin. Uh, It's clearly not working with this audience, him as a heel, even pairing him with JBL. JBL is getting all the heat. Corbin's not getting all the, the, the right kind of heat. Let's put it that way. Maybe trying to have him turn on JBL and, and uh, whether he causes damage to the limousine, the horns, his cowboy hat, whatever the case may be, he does something to JBL to at least start that ball rolling and see what kind of reaction the crowd gives him. And if they start to respond in a positive manner, maybe it is time to turn on babyface. Raj, it's been, I don't know how many weeks it's been, but it's been, it's been like, actually it's been like months at this point that uh, JBL has been in the corner of uh, Corbin. Do you think this is what they intended to do when they set out? Or do you think that it just wasn't picking up the certain momentum they wanted? And this is their way to get out of it. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think, uh, you know, they they thought pairing them together might help get Corbin over, you know, to the next level and just didn't work out that way. I just felt like something was something just didn't click with their pairing. Um, And like I would forget that, you know, like JBL was his manager until you see him on TV. It was uh, it just it just didn't click. And I think Corbin, you know, he's. He's got all the tools. He's, you know, he's got a good look. He's got size. He he can talk. But, um, yeah, he just, he just they, they're trying all these different things with him. And, and so far, I think the closest thing that came to clicking was when he was doing the uh, the bum-ass Corbin stuff. When he had the, the mustard on his shirt and was broke, you know, like it was entertaining. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely looks like that's the end of JBL and Corbin uh, for the time being. And mm-hmm. I, I think JBL is probably just off WWE TV for now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to figure out what the missing ingredient is because I, I tend to agree. Corbin's got all the tools. He's athletic. I mean, despite being, again, a not a favorite to like social media or whatever, but and, and he certainly gives it back to them. But I mean, he, you know, he's got size, he's got athleticism. He, he, he can cut a promo, but you're right. It's kind of like I still, even though if you follow his social, he, he likes high end food and good, good 
or whatever. Like he likes fine things, but it's like I still when I look at him, I'm like I don't I don't look at you as the guy that's with the the stock market mogul. You know, it's it, right. it, you know I still look at him more as the end of the end of the world apocalyptic kind of assassin. Um, so maybe that maybe maybe it's just the, the backstories aren't there. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of reminded me almost of this is maybe this is a bad comparison, but it just reminded me of like a rockabilly and honky tonk man. Or or Roddy Piper and um, yeah, Sean O'Hare. Huh? Sean O'Hare. Oh yes. Just, you know, just just really oddball parents. Yeah, just it, it just never you don't see how it's going to click, and it doesn't. And uh, yeah, even mm-hmm. though they're paired with you know guys that are big names, it just the chemistry is not there. Maybe maybe the assumption was that pairing him with someone like a JBL who just get, generates that 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 heat would would translate into heat for Baron Corbin, and it didn't. Like like I right. said, it just felt like JBL was getting the heat that he's supposed to get, and Corbin didn't. Uh, didn't get any from osmosis that's for sure <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of times and I, I saw this in aew as well is when you do these pairings when you get a manager you don't want to have the manager be the star of the the pairing and i just felt like jbl is such a strong personality that he just kind of stole the scene anytime he was he was on you know when when they would interview mm-hmm. the two of them and I, mm-hmm. I just feel like that's not the right uh the right balance you want someone that can enhance the talent but not overshadow them yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, that, this is certainly one that I'm I'm actually really interested and intrigued to uh, see what they follow up with next week of what direction they they do go in. Uh, again, just a reminder: make sure you if you uh, are live in the chat, we we appreciate it. You can do super chats. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, comment uh, on whatever platform you enjoy this podcast live or archive. All of it is appreciated. It helps this podcast grow. Uh, whatever you want to say uh, on super chats, you can always uh, throw it in there. <laughs> Even these. This is from Ash saying, "Raj, can you?" <laughs> Get Justin to work SmackDown as well, please. Uh, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I'm a Friday night delight. Why, why, give yeah. up your Friday nights. <laughs> give up my Friday nights. That's nothing to it. Um, well, thank you, Ash, for 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 the for the compliment. Um, and up next, Brock Lesnar confirmed earlier today that he was going to be on Raw. See, this is, I mean, again, I like it. Um, Brock comes out. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's cowboy Brock. He's got the crowd, you know, laughing with him. He's got the cowboy hat. He's talking about how rumble was a sucky experience. Bobby who Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. eliminated him. He said he can't get Bobby out of his head. He Bobby's distracted him from hunting. Bobby's distracted him from ice fishing. Bobby's distracted him from a good steak. Bobby's almost distracted him from being in bed with his wife after so many hours. Bobby <laughs> who is just bothering the beast Brock Lesnar. And so here comes. Bobby, who uh, re- re- goes down the history of how he's gotten the better of Brock more often than not. Uh, Brock pulls out of his $5 jacket a multi-million dollar contract to fight Bobby Lashley at Elimination Chamber. Bobby says he'll think it over, take it under advisement, uh, to which the Beast responds with not one, but by request of the crowd, two F5s. Uh, we would later find out, I believe, uh, in the night that they are going to have a contract signing for this next week. This is going to happen at Elimination Chamber. So, Raj, once again, Brock Lesnar's working Elimination Chamber match, not for a title, not in the chamber, but in a grudge match against Bobby Lashley. Uh, and the, I mean, so, I, that again, I thought this might have been a long play, a long game to Mania, but they're giving it to you in Montreal at the Chamber. Your reaction to this one? It felt to me um, like uh, this is going to be – this isn't going to be it. Like, it'll be – they'll have their match at Elimination Chamber – Lashley probably realigns with MVP. They help 
Lesnar um, get the win. I mean, uh, sorry, Lashley get the win. And then you do a final, some sort of stipulation gimmick match at mm-hmm. WrestleMania between uh, Lesnar and Lashley. Um, I thought Lesnar was great here. Um, I think that's the first time he's ever even made a reference to Sable uh, since yeah. he's, uh, you know, s- since ever on WWE TV, at least. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I thought he was great here. I think that second F5 was probably improv, just going you know, by the by the crowd. And uh, I, you know, you, you look at these two guys, and these they're two guys that legitimately could beat up 99.9% of everyone in the world, you know, like they're legitimately two of the toughest dudes on the planet. And uh, I love stuff like this, so uh, yeah, I think it's great, Raj. To your booking, and I think that I think you're onto something there. Uh, especially if if we see <clears throat> the her business come to Bobby's aid, is uh, maybe that's a more appropriate Hell in a Cell match to keep her business out. And look at the look at the subcontext of marketing of Brock versus Bobby, two guys who have real life fight experience inside of a cage, and then putting them in the, in the imagery of inside of a cage at WrestleMania. Uh, Jimmy, I think that's something that can help 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 grab people's attention, especially from the mainstream of these two guys. No, it absolutely can. And I think Raj has been reading my notes because I was thinking the same thing regarding the Hurt Business and MVP and and that sort of thing. But at the same time, maybe it doesn't have to be a hell in the cell match. You don't have to go to those extremes. You just put a stipulation on it where uh, you put in uh, in the contract that, uh, let's say, at Elimination Chamber, like you said, Hurt Business helps Bobby get past Brock Lesnar there. Then they have their rematch at WrestleMania. And one of the stipulations is if... Bobby beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, then Bobby will never set foot in a WWE ring again. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Or if, and if Brock wins, then uh, or the, and the Hurt Business can't interfere because if they are out at ringside for any reason whatsoever, then they will be uh, barred from the building and and Brock will be whatever the, the case may be. Yeah. The main step being that if Brock loses this match, then he will never appear in a WWE ring again. Or something along those lines. I don't. I don't think it has to go to the extreme of of having that visual of the uh, Hell in a Cell. Like you could do. What was that? Uh, God, what, what was that? Uh, that fight match pit? called that they did the fight pit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could always do a fight pit, and mm-hmm. that would be you got two legit uh, heavyweights with winning records. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a former UFC world champion and, and Lashley, who you know won <sighs> most of his fights. Mm-hmm. And a special guest referee, you, you talk about 99.9%. You put someone as a special guest for referee, that 0.1%, Haku. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like Kane Velasquez, but yeah, Haku. I was going to say like I was gonna say like Ken Shamrock, who's another MMA name that fans <laughs> recognize. Right, or Daniel Cormier. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, interesting possibilities. I will say this, and, I, and it gives me hope under the Triple H booking. If, in fact, the, if in fact uh, Lesnar... Uh, and, and, and the hurt business and all would be a thing that he's com- combating with. I don't know because you don't really have Lesnar ever work matches on Raw or SmackDown. You usually always <laughs> save him. But I, I feel like, and I think they t- only teased it once at a Rumble a few years ago. I mean, if you have Shelton Benjamin there around in the same picture with Brock, and they acknowledge the history, they did it later tonight on commentary during Shelton's match. It's just, I feel like there's just history there that you just have to tap into and give the fans, whether it's a match, whether it's a promo. Whether it's, I don't know if it'd be too bloodline like if you have even the hint of Shelton defecting. I don't know, and standing by his Minnesota brother. And uh, I don't know, but I just, I feel like you got to touch on Brock and Shelton if it's there, if they're in the same story. But that just, yeah. Yeah. I agreed. Uh, uh, Ash, fantasy booking, uh, saying bring back the three stages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's not like it's gonna be the main event of mania so i don't know if we need to go <laughs> go that far all right we get a uh another no, what would be what would be you know uh you, obviously you got cody and roman for uh, night two probably most likely but what would be the the night one main event can you maybe maybe you can do a charlotte and Rhea main event night one good maybe that um I still think, I mean, my, we're, I'm about to long book here. I still think that we're going to get like a, a theory versus like a John Cena. I think that's something that you oh, could yeah. hang your hat on a night. Um, and then we don't know, depending on how this bloodline stuff shakes out, if if Sami Zayn's not your world champion after Elimination Chamber, you know, what, mm. what's there? I mean, I think, you know, him and Kevin Owens versus the Usos, is a, you know, I mean, that, that's mm. got so much richness behind it. You can make an argument that's the main event match. Um, right. Right. So. It'll be the first time since WrestleMania 1 having a, for- a tag match main event wrestlemania indeed wow so and this but hey this is this, this is a great problem to have i mean i think we we sat here this time at <laughs> this time last year we pretty much could we pretty much knew other than the the austin had not been confirmed it was being still being speculated mm-hmm. but otherwise it's you know we we're usually at this point in the last couple of years we know exactly what mania is going to be and there, there's only one road to take but they have mm-hmm. several they have a they have a you know, a roundabout with a couple detours of roads that they could take, which is, yeah. which is tremendous. Yeah. You know, growing up, um, you know, being such a big wrestling fan in the nineties, it's a kind of a bummer that rock and Austin are not going to be part, you know, wrestling at this year's mania, but at the same time, it is the company in their hottest period in a while. And they're mm-hmm. going with their current stars. So that is definitely a good yeah. thing. So, you know, yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I said to, to Jimmy and, and Jack after rumble was, you know, mm-hmm. people were kind of like, down that there wasn't all these great surprises and returns but mm-hmm. it's like hasn't the complaint always been in the years that they that they've relied on that that they relied too much and they didn't build current stars well now they're you know they're they they, they built gunther you know they're, they, they're they're building Rhea. they're 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 building montez ford it's like you know yeah this is what we want you know yeah to, yeah, and, and to, to do a record-breaking wrestlemania during record business without using any of the stars from the past or at i mean cena but outside mm-hmm. of that um i'd say that you know that's uh that's a huge feather in their cap and that's that's telling that you know they're they're making new stars and and not to get off topic here but you know like uh, cody mentioned something in a pro and uh in an interview recently where he said that wrestlemania this year doesn't need the rock and it wasn't meant to disrespect dwayne johnson the rock it was meant to say that they have the talent to put on a hell of a show at wrestlemania and they do and I think we saw tonight that they're on their way to elevating that talent to a point where people want to see this show. Yeah. I still think the rock versus Roman is still one of those larger than life matches. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I don't think, I, I feel like it, it didn't happen this year. It's not going to happen. Right. Um, but uh, outside of that, I, I, I agree. I think going with the the current stars and, and that, uh, you know, that, that that's something mm-hmm. that they've been really guilty of not doing in the past. It was nice to see that uh, The Rock was in good enough shape to uh, greet Adele at the Grammys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see that? <laughs> I watched it. Yeah. yeah, she was she was losing at meeting The Rock. That was right. uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. To be fair, he did say on the uh, the red carpet earlier that night that he you know that like you know Beyonce Adele were some of the ones that he was going to be a little starstruck to see. So I guess yeah, you know, goes both ways. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. 
Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we got a uh, women's elimination chamber qualify match. Fatal four ways. We got Piper Niven mm-hmm. up against... Uh, I don't know what to, I'm calling her Mia Yim. They, they, they won't even stay consistent. I'm calling her Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. Piper versus Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae. Versus for her first match in uh, like eight months, Carmella. Mella is back and Mella is money. Right. She gets the win. Mella, uh, Carmella advances to the Elimination Chamber match when the winner is going to get to have a title match against Bianca Belair at Mania. So that rounds out the uh, chamber mm-hmm. for the women. It is Carmella, it is Asuka, it is Raquel Rodriguez, it is Liv Morgan, it is Nikki Cross, and it is Natalia. Uh, Jimmy, I, I mean, that, that's a pretty big uh, comeback. First night back on TV, and she beat three mm-hmm. other women in one match. Um, I, I, you got to put her as a possible that she's definitely got to be, be some some consideration to win this chamber match. No, of course she's consideration because, as you said, Mella is money, and I like the way that this was set up. Obviously, you know, Piper Niven. Thank God we can call her that again. Piper <laughs> Niven um, <clears throat> looked very dominant, and like she should in this match, and. It was interesting. I love the the way they did the finish to get Carmella over because it's a fatal four way. So you only have to pin one member. You don't have to, it's not an elimination style match. So Piper did all the damage and Carmella took advantage of uh, the damage that she did to win the match. And and that's, that's one of the things I liked about this. And yes, you, you can make a case for her in this elimination chamber match, but also you're looking at the other participants and you're saying, Hmm, I don't know. When you talk about elevating talent, I know we haven't asked who you think, but if you're talking about elevating uh, current younger talent, maybe uh, uh, Raquel Rodriguez is a uh, is someone to look at. And I know Liv Morgan has been uh, talked about uh, as a possible, you know, winner as well. But uh, hey, if if there's a time to elevate someone new, this is the time. Yeah, I, I think. I do like the idea of a Oscar Bianca Belair WrestleMania match. I just feel like that would be really good. Um, but you know, kind of to your point, if you really want to take a, a new star that hasn't had that big WrestleMania match yet, uh, I could see Raquel being put in that spot. Um, but yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, I think I'd like to see Oscar personally. I think she's just, uh, she, she's just been, you know, on fire since she came back and, um, I think her and Bianca would just be, um, they could tear the house down. Yeah. Oh yeah, they definitely yeah. would. The only thing is, uh, I see both of them as kind of baby faces right now. So it's right. like, it's, it's again, that, that situation where mm-hmm. who do I cheer for? Who do I want to see when? Mm-hmm. Cause I like them both. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if Mella is money, uh, do drop was duty, but, uh, as Piper <laughs> Niven, it feels like even just going back to her name, what a fresh coat. And if, if it, you know, just the things we get to see her do in the ring, um, it, it's it's nice to feel like she's got she's got her normal name Piper Niven, and it's it's nice to see you know a a a bigger female talent who obviously is not the stereotypical look that that WWE usually has their female talents um mm-hmm. 
molded around. It's nice to see a bigger female talent taken seriously. Not a joke of a name, not a joke mm-hmm. of behavior, not a, not a joke about her appearance, but just that she's in there and she can. She was a badass, and that, I thought that was a really that, that was a refreshing takeaway in this match here. Right. Absolutely, and, and not having to say do drop again is uh, you know one of the greatest things since Triple H. You know, with the Triple H regime, and also. Not having the almost a superhero stuff with Nikki, uh, Nikki Ash. So mm-hmm. I think uh, a couple, you know, you're seeing a lot of really big improvements. And uh, those are two of the big ones. Right. Yeah. And we'll uh, see some of these ladies again uh, here in a little bit as the show goes on. But up next, it is Tag Team Action, the Alpha Academy versus Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, who are out there with MVP. We did see them in the background at a backstage area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like MVP is resurrecting at least, again, some portion of the hurt business as we mentioned earlier uh if they align themselves again with bobby time will tell uh but uh, it's certainly up their stock tonight because cedric alexander got the pin on gable so this uh alexander benjamin team got a much needed victory on television against a you know pretty well established pretty much on tv every single week alpha academy uh jimmy i, I was a little surprised with this i gotta i gotta admit i didn't i didn't i didn't see i didn't see cedric alexander get a pin on gable uh happening on raw tonight well, here's the thing. Like you said, here's an established team like the Alpha Academy. But when was the last time you saw them actually defeat another team? I think sooner or later down the line. This is the one, the most, uh, yes, uh, you use them to help get other teams over. And they're great at doing it. Don't get me wrong. Chad Gable is awesome in the ring. And Otis, you know, is filling his role well as as well. But this team needs a big victory to uh feel more uh, as an established team. It's almost like they are, uh, I hate to use this term, man, because I like the team, glorified enhancement talent. It's, it, they're just there to make other teams look good, and they're good at doing it, and they do. And Chad Gable is just tremendous, you know. Uh, there's a guy who I think could branch off into a singles career and be a, yeah. a big star, but uh, uh, I just want to see more from them. Yeah, Raj, has Alpha Academy ran its course? Uh, I was just kind of looking that up. I don't think they've won a match on Raw since, like, at, at least since last summer. Mm-hmm. So, kind of to Jimmy's point, like, it's they, they, they've kind of become enhancement talent, and they're really good. And so it'd be good to see them being utilized in, in different ways. I don't know. They did that tease with Otis and uh, Maximum Male Models yeah. or whatever last week. Mm-hmm. So I could see. You know, I could see them thinking that'll be something amusing, but um, yeah, I I, I, th- I definitely I, I think it has run its course. I, I don't I don't know where you go from here. Um, they're always entertaining when they're out, but uh, I think the fans just see them a certain way, and that's going to be hard to overturn at this point. I think let them finish out the road to mania. You know, put them in whatever entertaining spots you can, or if, as Jimmy says, if, if, even if it means having to let them take some L's for some other acts that need more immediate wins. But I'd say. You know that night after Mania, that week after Mania, when thing when the WWE calendar resets, Chad Gable as a credible single star would be up there in my projects because he's there. Because we we've talked about it before. I think we all see it. He's got this marriage blend of Kurt Angle and Owen Hart, um, and his in his presentation and his abilities. Yeah. And Otis, I think people forget he he was really kind of on the course to become a a big single star, and then COVID happened. You know, he had that storyline with Mandy Rose, and then. You know, the pandemic happened. They never really got to go through with it. But mm-hmm. he was super over there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he was. Um, so 
Uh, big win there again for Alexander and Benjamin. Backstage, The Miz, uh, he gets approached by Rick Boogs, uh, who was t- touting his victory against The Miz last week. Miz going on and on about how if he was properly dressed and had time to prepare, that wouldn't happen. But Adam Pierce is too big of an idiot, blah, 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 continues to run down Pierce, who is standing right behind him. And the match gets made for next week. Miz will have plenty of time to get prepared and dressed for a match against Boogs. Uh, this feels to me, Raj, like Rick Boogs might be moving his, moving his way in to be the replacement for the goofy comedy face that Matt Riddle has uh, abandoned for the time being because of personal issues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, Boogs... First of all, I think he needs a different last name. I don't know how how you go. go no, with, it's with changing that. Yeah, uh, but man, he is just massive. He's like uh, he's got that like '80s physique, like Don Morocco and Jim Powers and like those guys back then that were just so thick. And he's uh, he's a huge dude. And uh, I, yeah, I, I, you know, he he just seems like someone that. Um, being sidelined with a comedy gimmick, it's only going to take you so far. And I, I, I feel like he could probably do more. Jimmy, uh, what's your thought on boobs? Uh, you talk about some, uh, you talked earlier about Corbin, uh, something missing. There's something missing with uh, boobs. And I don't want to start calling him the booger because <laughs> that might end up on a t shirt one day. And I, no, I don't know. It's just, uh, uh-huh. <clears throat> and, yeah. and pal. See, and that's, that's, you know, like Raj put it good, you know, he mentioned guys like Morocco and stuff like that. Morocco was, you know, he was that thick guy that you just, he was just a powerhouse and just beat people up and he didn't have to do that comedy stuff. You know, I I don't know. It just, there's something there that's not clicking with me. There's something missing there. Edward Cousins says thick Rick. He said it tonight. Thick Rick. uh, Bernie says... Bernie says they resurrected Freddie Mercury in the <laughs> Ultimate Warrior's body. <laughs> That's a hell of a compliment, actually. I was thinking Dan Severin, but yeah, I could see Freddie Mercury for sure. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, nobody from the merch department at WWE heard me say the booger because yeah. like, that'll end up on a t-shirt next week. He's going to be coming yeah, after you, Jimmy. Yeah. If that happens. <laughs> Kayfabe Pumpkinhead. Mm. <laughs> All right, so tune in next week to see Boogs versus The Miz. Mm. All right, uh, so Chelsea, I call the manager green. She gets out to the ring. She wants an opponent. Adam Pierce has found one. It is Asuka. Uh, it should be noted that as this uh, match is going on, uh, Chelsea does get a little bit offense to start, but as this match is going on, all the different ladies that are going to be involved also in the chamber mm-hmm. are out there kind of surrounding the ring. So Chelsea's kind of showing off and talking smack to them, forgetting she's in the ring with Asuka, who then uh, slaps her into an arm bar. Uh, and that is that. Oscar gets the win. Thank you, Chelsea. Um, overall, I was gonna say I, I I think the character's fun. I mean, it's it's a very kind of topical <laughs> character. I, I Raj, I, I tweeted this. I I could just try to imagine if we if we did this eight months ago, would you want to be the writer that has to try to explain and pitch what a Karen is <laughs> to Vince? And then and then it just goes, well, goddamn, pal, just call her Karen. <laughs> uh yeah that it, it, it's better it's being left in these hands <laughs> but uh, uh i think chelsea is fantastic in this role she doesn't come across like she's acting and i think that's one of the biggest things with the character when it feels like a natural where it doesn't feel like you're playing a character and she was just a natural here so i think uh i think she's onto something i mean i don't know if it's a main event thing but uh she's really good at in this role and, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to see it 
Yeah, Jimmy, this is uh, this is entertaining. I agree. This can't be this can't be her mm-hmm. career forever, but it's a launching point to get her on TV and get people familiar with her uh, before she evolves mm-hmm. into into something else. Right, and she's getting people invested in her in a negative way, but she's getting heat, and you know, especially like again, we talk about this all the time in today's day and age, having a heel getting natural heel heat as opposed to being a cool heel. Mm-hmm. You know, where people go, you know, I like them being a heel. You know, this is kind of like, like you said, Raj, it's, it feels natural. It feels like she's being, what's the term? Karen, I feel a swatter touch right now. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but it's, it's working for her. It is right. awesome. And, and again, one of those situations where I see where it goes next. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll use this, uh, since I think this is like the last uh, oh no, it's not. Well, we'll use this time right now to talk about uh, potential women's tags based upon this uh, super chat here from Michael Martinez, four ninety nine. He said, "Who would you want to see challenge for the women's tag belts, assuming we get one at WrestleMania?" Um, I feel like the women's tag. I mean, there's there's a lot of good stories that's been going on and consistency as we talked about. But I don't. I feel like that's one that uh, it's almost like it's not necessarily a room or time or care for the women's tag consistently right now. Uh, um, so I don't even really have an answer of, of, of that even being something of, of worth right now. Yeah, it's it's almost like at the, at the point where now you're just going to have to find two women, put them together. Uh, yeah, it almost feels like randomly put them together to to face. Oh, man, it, you're right, Justin. It's, it is a tough call right now. Yeah, there there's the the plan right now is for Ronda and Shayna uh, to mm-hmm. to face Io mm-hmm. and, and Dakota Io Sky and Dakota Kai. I, I just feel like Ronda is still a big name. I'd rather see her in a singles match against mm-hmm. someone and put someone over like a Bianca. Um, obviously, it doesn't seem like they're heading down that road. But uh, I just feel like a singles win over Ronda at WrestleMania means more than them winning the tag titles. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But that is the current plan is for Ronda and Shayna against uh, Dakota, Dakota Kai and Eosky. All right, we're getting ready to get into a highly talked about part of this Raw. So, again, just a reminder, uh, if you've joined us live uh, somewhere in the bit, uh, we appreciate it. You can always check out the rest of what you miss once this archives. Uh, please leave a rating, leave a nice comment. Uh, does a lot of things for the podcast. All right. <clears throat> I got to move the notepad here closer because this is dialogue I got to get out mm-hmm. here. Cody Rhodes comes out to the ring, uh, cut a promo, and he immediately... Uh, acknowledges the Sami Zayn elephant in the room, meaning that Cody Rhodes is planning to challenge for the world title at WrestleMania. Right now, that's against Roman Reigns, but he acknowledges that Sami Zayn is is kicking up dust and causing problems that right now, it looks like maybe he's going to be facing Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So he immediately acknowledges that. Then uh, is interrupted by Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman says congrats to Cody uh, for his Rumble return and win. Cody then tells a story about how he has immense respect for Paul Heyman, he basically tells a story about how back in 2000, his family was broke. His dad's doing local car commercials just to hold on to the car. Uh, dad's really down and out. But then he gets a fall, gets a call from Heyman. ECW's coming to town, and Paul offers to pay Dusty a nice payday to come uh, and, and and do an appearance at an ECW show. Paul kept his word, and that also gave Dusty some confidence back. Hmm. Um, it, it, Cody acknowledges how he was just at a previous place, and so from one disruptor to another, thank you very much. Paul then begins to tell a story saying, you know, Cody, uh, you know, as much as I love you, you've never been prepped for this. You've never been prepped. And, and what about your dad? Your dad trained right down the road to the performance center. And he prepped and trained Seth Rollins, Becky, Bailey, KO, 
Roman Reigns. He prepped them all for the big spotlight that is WrestleMania main event. He never prepped you. And Paul's final parting words were the last conversation he had with Dusty Rhodes. Dusty said to him, Cody's my favorite son, but Roman Reigns is the son I wish I had. To which Cody, enraged, says, I'm just trying to win a title, but you've made it personal. And at Mania, I'm personally going to take the titles off of Roman Reigns. Uh, Jimmy, just uh, this is why you got to be watching the video, folks. Jimmy just did the mic drop. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it to you. Go ahead. No, man, what a line to close with from Paul Heyman. And Cody did something in his uh, retaliation to that line that he didn't do in his promo last week after he had won the Royal Rumble. He didn't say that he was going to defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. He said that rest, that Roman would not leave with the titles, but he never said that he would be the one to, to take the titles away from him. Tonight, he said that he will take those titles away from Roman Reigns. So that's the interesting thing. The only the only thing you could kind of nitpick about during this segment, it was it was so darn good. Now I want so much to see this match at WrestleMania between him and it kind of takes away from the match coming up at Elimination Chamber between Sammy and Roman and, and having the idea that hey maybe Sammy's got a shot here. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of conflicting, so to speak. Great promo, don't get me. It was awesome. I loved it. I really want to see this, but it also uh, we're we're heading into elimination chamber, and it's not making me think about Sami Zayn right now. And I think yeah, even- right. I was gonna say, should, should they have held? Should this have been what they do the night after, like the Monday after chamber, when there's no distraction of Sami Zayn? I mean, uh, you know, it, it's almost hard to kind of. Uh, sit here and be like, ah, they shouldn't have done this tonight because I do have a lot more faith in the this booking team and where they're going with the story. So I'm assuming uh, that there's a reason why they did it this early. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy, to your point, I think when um, when Cody said it might be me and Sammy at WrestleMania, the, the crowd was like, no, it's not going to be. <laughs> no, no one, you could tell they they weren't buying that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's not necessarily a bad thing that WrestleMania. The WrestleMania match is overshadowing Elimination Chamber, even though that's the next pay-per-view coming up, because ultimately that's your big show. That's the that's the huge uh, that's the huge stage. So you, you want that. I like that they're getting the stuff going already for WrestleMania as opposed to waiting until after Elimination Chamber. So I thought this uh, segment was fantastic. Um, I thought, um, you know, up until now with Sammy, uh, it just seems like the crowd, uh, you, when you heard the reaction on SmackDown this last Friday night, just feels like the, the crowd is probably going to be more into Sammy versus Roman. And then I thought tonight completely changed my mind. And it, mm-hmm. it and it's like, no, yeah, Cody versus Roman is definitely the right way to go. And and I, I always got why they were going with Cody and Roman. It's, it's more the traditional what you expect a WrestleMania match to look, to look like. Two superstar looking guys. Um, you know, wrestling in the main event. So uh, definitely got it. And then I thought the angle tonight was just, they just nailed it out of the park. Paul Heyman legitimately, legitimately looked like he was about to break down mm-hmm. crying. I just thought the the back and forth was just so good. So um, I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how the um, the bloodline story and, and the way it unfolded at, at the end of Rumble, how it's, you know, it's, 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 Emmy, you know, Michael Cole said it should get an Emmy, and, and a lot of 
a lot of fun things on social media about how cinematic it is and putting it to Scorsese scores and 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 what have you. I, I think this was a piece of, of of work here. This was um something to nominate. I mean, I know the year is young, but I think this might go down as being an, an argument for promo exchange of the year between these two. Mm-hmm. Um, of the emotions, of the suspense, of the drama, of the you know, Paul Heyman put over Cody Rhodes as a million bucks, while at the same time casting doubt by by citing facts of you've not you've never been in a mania main event um and then but then but then and then drawing drawing to real life your father helped prep your opponent i mean it's just some masterful stuff here of 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 taking real life but blurring the lines Um, Mm -hmm. that's that sorry justin that that's the beauty of it you talk about it it got very personal and sometimes when you peel back that the, the the fourth wall or peel back the curtain a little bit and you try to go in that direction to give people a little bit of insight on on what happened behind the scenes so to speak it, it takes a a left turn and and not a good one this one it was a perfect balance of that nice little peek behind the curtain that the little peek behind that fourth wall and bringing some realism and some real life and some real emotion because you saw it in Cody's face you saw it in Paul's face they got very emotional Either that or their Oscar-winning performances, one or the other. But I think I think the the emotion that you that we felt from them was genuine tonight. And and one of the one of the th- best things I thought about it was when Paul did drop that line about he, you know he wanted Roman Reigns as his son or he always mm-hmm. wanted a son like Roman Reigns. Cody didn't like fly off the handle. It wasn't like an unrealistic over over the top reaction. It was subtle. It was like he's pissed, but he's. Uh, holding, you know, keeping it together. And it was just, I thought Cody just did a masterful job there, just mm-hmm. with selling it, not going over the top, making it feel more realistic. I mean, just hit that much more. So I thought, uh, mm-hmm. kudos. I think Cody, um, you know, I think Cody is, is great. You know, I, I mentioned um, over the weekend something that got a lot of heat by, by some. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you want to be careful about doing the over the top you know, kissing up to the crowd, baby face promos, because, uh, you know, at, at some point, whether it takes months and months and months, at some point you could start getting some backlash. And I, and I don't think Cody is doing that. I thought he was perfect here. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's take a look at some super chats. I've been waiting uh, for this topic. Uh, Bigfoot Sneakerhead uh, 499. Thank you. Said what a promo by Paul Heyman and Cody. Just yeah. magic. Yep. I think we all. Agree. Uh, agree to that you know i've always said um that for me stories are stories and characters are what really got me into wrestling and, and it's the biggest thing uh, mm-hmm. i'm into and they've this is just nailing it out of the park this is the kind of stuff mm-hmm. i really dig and it's awesome and it's and it's this kind of stuff that uh you know it was again it's a long way to mania but actually it's actually better it's better even to use sammy as an example it's like you know sammy and roman or even now to cody and roman when you just can't wait to see them actually get their hands on each other, mm-hmm. you know, when they're, when that tension is that palpable that, uh, I mean, that's, and that, again, that's, that's it. it screw having to go out and, and do a whole lot of moves real quick. I mean, this, I mean, just, uh, just that tension of, yeah. of seeing the two of them in the same 20 by 20 ring, uh, Dylan Matthews, super chat. Heyman joins Cody to write off Raymond Roman after mania. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't Cody's think hot as a baby face. Yeah, yeah. No, doesn't unless, yeah. until unless there's a reason to turn a peel. You keep him as a baby face. They haven't had a top baby face in a long time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I'll say this about Sammy too. 
you know, I think we all know that Sammy's not winning at Elimination Chamber, but I am excited for that match. Just mm-hmm. seeing what that reaction is going to be like in Montreal, and oh, yeah. and, and 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 you know, it's going to be it's going to be nuts. It's going to be mm-hmm. really fun. So, and, yeah, and, and it, just I, see what they do with Jay and everything. You know? Yeah, yeah, and, and, well, and just no, go ahead, just. No, I was just going to ask you guys both, like uh, to that point. Now that now that Cody kind of mentioned Sammy tonight, and, and they chose to do this promo tonight with Cody and, and Paul, you know, still uh, two weeks ahead of the chamber. <clears throat> do you keep Cody as far away? F- like, do you not even have Cody appear at chamber, not in a skybox, not in a whatever, or is there some value to, if things get out of control and it looks like they're about to, uh, you know, kill Sami Zayn and the story, uh, is there value to having Cody's, even his music hit just to be a presence? Like, like, do you, like wh- where's the fine line uh, of, of mm-hmm. Cody's involvement at this point with this other story? Well, if 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 it's leading, sorry, sorry if I cut you off there, Rush. If it's leading down the line to WrestleMania, where it's going to be Sammy and KO versus uh, Jimmy and Jay for the tag titles, uh, you know, it, with KO coming out, let's say to help make the save, if if uh, Sammy gets outnumbered by the Bloodline, somebody else needs to have to come out. And and if you're in Montreal and you come out to help KO and Sammy, and it's Cody, he's going to get that positive reaction that you want to get on uh, on Cody. You know what I mean? So maybe that's a way to go to get the the the, the baby face heat on mm-hmm. on Cody, so to speak. I, I personally think you keep him apart uh, just because I feel like in the past when you've seen like them try to use, you know, Roman and transferring Daniel Bryan's, you know, uh, uh, goodwill to Roman, it just doesn't work out. And I, I just feel like it, it would work out best if you just kept it separate. And it, it doesn't look like Cody is trying to get some of that Sammy, the Sammy dust, I guess, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And he has yeah. his own, his own, uh, his own thing. So I think you keep the Sammy Owens Uso stuff, you know, separate, keep Cody out of it. And then you go straight to Cody and Roman. And I, you know, after seeing the the segment tonight, I'm like, man, the first time they do that Cody Roman face to face, it's going to be, it's going to be electric. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right, Roger. We have seen it. And it's like, yeah, it's like if it, if, if Sam, if everybody wants to see Sammy, kind of as that, you know, that that underdog, um, you know, if he comes up short, but then here's the guy Cody who does get to does get to go to the big dance. Uh, it might, it might, it might fuel some jealousy or some spite out of the crowd. So um, even if Cody doesn't, even if he's not warranted it, mm-hmm. so uh, hell of a promo, hell of a segment at, tonight. At the, I, yeah, at the end of the day, like you guys said, it was, it was gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of things. To look I'm gonna for. Watch uh, it real again. quick. Yeah, I mean, it, no, it's it, it, right. It's and and I don't say that often about a lot of mm-hmm. segments these days, but I actually I want I want to go back again to feel the emotion and, and look at the facial expressions. Yeah. I'm sure I'll catch things that I didn't catch live as I'm, you know, voraciously that, writing notes here. Yeah, that was the promo version of a twisting Bernie 450 Hammer Phoenix splash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because I, I rarely I rarely watch matches again like a, a second mm-hmm. time, but uh, I watched that Sammy Roman Royal Rumble segment again and mm-hmm. it, like lately it's just been like these these promos and segments that has me watching it more than more than once mm-hmm. yeah and you catch things uh the, the second time and jimmy th- this was not a promo example of 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag they they, they just yeah. they let everything breathe everything got its it's mm-hmm. you know exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we will close the the book on for the moment on uh mm-hmm. on that one I, I will go back to super chat that came in regarding the women's tag titles and i don't know if i'm 
Kelvin's saying uh, uh, he's mentioned that the, the girls in NXT just lost their tag titles. They're established with the team, a ton of chemistry. Uh, there's such a fraction of the audience that's watching NXT right. that uh, y- y- that's not going to quite do it for Mania six weeks away. Um, no, there needs to be a lot more build for them than that. And, and you see that with when when they're bringing in a lot of these NXT stars up, and it's just like silence from the crowd. It's not. It, it's interesting because NXT 2.0 they have way more eyeballs on it than the you know pre USA mm-hmm. version of NXT. But when those stars would come up. They'd get huge reactions like Paige or Charlotte or, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, Nakamura. And granted, you know, a lot of them had uh, were stars before NXT, but still they would get the big reactions. And the current NXT uh, stars that pop up aren't really. I mean, that that Dexter Loomis match was was dead. Mm -hmm. And um, I I feel like uh, we sometimes over um, uh, over what's the word? we overestimate overestimate yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. uh how many uh the the raw and smackdown fans know these nxt right. guys yeah or in years past they again they get the big reaction whether whether it's because they had a name somewhere else or whatever or it's a, it's a big reaction night after mania because it is a very right. clued in smart dedicated fan who travels around the world to watch this <laughs> but then then you move to the next city the week after you go to you know you go to wherever and it's like they, they don't have that's that's not the same yeah, I, I really feel like the with a lot of these NXT towns, they should do more vignettes, you know, like building yeah. up there. You yeah. know, not obviously you don't want to do the same thing for everyone, but someone like a Dexter Loomis could could have used some vignettes to kind of introduce that character. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with that character already, it just seems weird. It's like, why well, is yeah, he not he, talking? Why is he not, you know, like... Why uh, is he not, why, why is he hanging out with white meat babyface Johnny Gargano that, that's, right, that's, that's right. a confusing thing when you see this guy who looks like he's a serial killer and right. and it's been and it's been a few weeks and, and yet we we still have no idea why right yeah yeah it's been months and we have no mm. idea why right yeah so, yeah I, I guess we're still relying on that Dexter's loyal to Johnny because Johnny you know exposed how Dexter was being exploited monetarily oh. by the Miz I guess okay yeah, and then and then and then they took those they took the the recovered funds to some of the JBL Corbin uh, poker games. So yeah. right there you go. <laughs> just I just solved all the world's problems. All right, Montez Ford versus Elias Elimination Chamber qualifying match. Uh, Montez Ford, crazy aerial skills. He does a dive where he runs corner to corner, jumps over the turnbuckle to the outside. Makes me just think about. Uh, he wins the match, by the way. Makes me then think about what he could do inside of a chamber, given those. Uh, <laughs> those uh obstacles uh, so your elimination chamber match that is going to be for the united states championship uh the uh champion austin theory was on commentary during the whole time mm-hmm. your chamber match for the title is your defending champ austin theory versus montez ford bronson reed johnny gargano damian priest and seth rollins raj i'm gonna be honest I, reading off the names i just did um I'm gonna say either they go on a real wild card of uh, of a, a newly a new heel like a Bronson Reed, but I'm gonna go more more probability. I think somebody like a Montez Ford. I think I think Montez might be in line to get a big moment to win this mid card title. Yeah, I think Montez. It, it just feels like the timing. Uh, just almost feels like it's his time. Um, everything's been clicking. He uh, he's got the look. He's got the charisma. You know, back in the day, I think. Uh, you know, with Vince, I mean, he might have been too skinny, uh, but he's that's not the case anymore. Um, he's really, um, you know, clearly been spending tons of time in the gym um, and he's still and that hasn't affected 
his high flying. He's still able to, you know, do all these moves in the air and with with ease. So I I I, I could definitely see the case for Montez winning this and, and kind of moving on to that next star for sure. And, and Jimmy on commentary theory, they even asked theory like, you know, oh Montez versus Elias and. You know, he's like, oh, well, I've never had, a, I've never been in the ring with Elias. And then he started rooting for Elias. And then was, <laughs> almost looked scared staring down Montez as Montez celebrated and pointed at his title. So it almost kind of gave that vibe of like, theory knows this is the one guy that really could take it from him in the chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, to me, kind of maybe foreshadowed that Montez Ford is soon to be your new U.S. champion. It's those nice but, little subtle. Oh, sorry, Roger. Oh, sorry, those, go ahead. No, it's those nice little subtleties that, that, that we got from Austin Theory that, that, even elevated Austin Theory that much more because, like you said, it was like, hmm, he seems to be a little bit nervous about facing this, uh, facing uh, uh, Montez Ford or having him in that Elimination Chamber match. And when you talk about aerial skills, uh, you talked about that run from corner to corner and diving over that. People, guys, I, I know you've seen guys dive over the top rope, but that is doubly as difficult in any and he holds and he holds a superman pose while yeah, that is crazy. That exactly is crazy. but uh you know he's going to be the guy that pulls off the one memorable maneuver like what does everybody remember from the elimination chamber match the mid-air collision between uh logan paul yeah. and, and, and ricochet um uh, it, rumble yeah yeah. Uh, yeah at the rumble i think uh, montez ford is going to be that memorable moment in the elimination chamber and like you said possibly also two memorable moments one having the move of the night and also having a u.s title victory yeah uh, my only thing is i don't know if you beat austin theory right now just because if he is going to have the big match with cena i almost feel like you don't want to beat him before that so but isn't this, isn't this the best way to beat him when, when he gets beat by five of the people he's not even involved in the pinfall because he's mm-hmm. in a you know with five of the people uh, and you know like again you i think him. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, like with Ray right now, they had him beat Karrion Cross. I feel like when, when you're on this a big match at WrestleMania, I don't know. I, I almost feel like you, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't be losing. And I, I feel like it's not going to make a difference to, to, with box office having Theory versus Cena being for the U.S. title or not. But I do think you want Austin Theory to be the strongest, uh, mm-hmm. the strongest uh, booked um, heading into that match because that's a, that's one of your top matches. Yeah, and that's again that's all the assumption of my long term booking. I said earlier of Theory versus Cena, uh, if Cena in fact um, is a part of it. It, it definitely yeah. seems like that's what that's what they're doing. So yeah. yeah, the seeds have been planted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at them, I mean. I mean, it just looks like it's John Cena, twenty years younger, and it's just, there's, and you know, and to do it in L.A. where Cena's now departed to being, you know, primarily. I mean, it's it, there's just so many things that kind of fit. Um, right. But, it's almost like an evolution shirt. With, with if you had yeah. the, the two of them, you know, like right. uh, yeah, yeah. All right, main event time, cage match. Uh, this, is, of course, the uh, make good for the uh, proper match that did not get to take place on the Raw Thirty. Due to time constraints, it is Becky Lynch up against Bailey in this cage. Uh, we're going to see Dakota Kai uh, at one point. She's going to uh, sneaking at the crutch into the cage. We're going to see Io Sky scaling up the cage. All of this to try to prevent Becky from the win. And uh, Becky, outnumbered, has a card to play. And the card to play is a friend in Lita. Lita's music hits, and she comes out, takes out uh, Kai and Sky. And that, and then slams the door, the cage door, onto Bailey, mm-hmm. which leads to Becky uh, getting the pin on Bailey, and then Becky and Lita stand tall. 
Uh, Jimmy, this was uh, you know a, a big way to finish having a Hall of Famer and Lita mm-hmm. um, there. I, you know, you and I were joking about. It. We saw people on social media complaining about you know why uh, Lita. This is random, but I mean, you know, Becky did say in a promo earlier in the night that mm-hmm. you know she might have a card to play and she might you know to to to, to take on all three of these ladies essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your reaction to how they decided to go with this and having Lita? be the surprise factor i was pleasantly surprised because it wasn't leaked out there it was it it was one of those deals where they kept it under their hats and it and it worked because you got the reaction you saw the crowd pop but at the same time we're going oh is it really lita even i said to myself is lita really coming out and it works and like you said now we're trying to figure out what is uh, you know you said that becky said she had a card to play Okay, what is the relationship between her and Lita? Why was it Lita? Now, again, I talked earlier about wanting to tune in to find out why, you know? So you want to tune in and find out from Becky Lynch, why was it Lita? How did you and Lita become, you know, you and the Hall of Famer, uh, you know, get together and so to speak? And how did you convince her to come in and help you and and be your, you know, your guardian angel, so to speak, or your dream assist, as as, uh, Corey Graves called it? Raj, you okay with the uh, surprise appearance of, of of Lita helping Becky to the win? Yeah, this certainly. Like by the way, this, this certainly feels like this is something they're able to do tonight. I don't think this would have been the plan had the match took place at Raw Thirty. I mean, it might right. be wrong, but you know, so kind of a maybe a, a blessing that they got to push this match to be a standalone main event tonight. Yeah, and it got its time, and and uh, so it, ultimately, it probably worked out for the best. I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought Lita was a great surprise because kind of like what Jimmy said, no one was really expecting it. It wasn't uh, it wasn't out there. And uh, I, I just felt like um, it added to the match and it made, made the match feel bigger without taking away from Becky's win at the same time. Like, yeah. uh, I didn't feel, feel like at the end, Lita overshadowed Becky. Mm. And it, it'll be interesting to see, like, is was this a one night cameo? I mean, I don't, there's no real hints at what Becky's going to be doing at Mania. Like, is it going to be, Becky and Lita against Bailey and, and someone else, or, um, hmm. uh, yeah. well, look, look at the chat here. But well, Bernie and DC says mutual respect from their title match in Saudi. Uh, Baby Ice says, uh, Lita, Becky, and Trish versus damage control in Montreal. I would actually even say Ooh. you could push that to Mania if you wanted to. Ooh. Um, yeah, I mean, again, the plan is for it to be Rhonda and Shayna, but uh, that would be hmm. that would be something huge. Fernando Perez uh, holding on to the super chat, uh, saying Becky and Lita for the tag titles of Mania. So interesting there. If if I don't know what Becky or what Lita's uh, schedule is, uh, this one came in uh, earlier. Uh, Mia Lee saying Lita made my night. Uh, oh my God, give her and Becky the tag belts, then they can <laughs> face Shane and Ronda at Mania. If Lita Lita wow. looks amazing, my absolute favorite. So, uh, you know, to the topic earlier about the tag titles in the women's division, kind of at a void of challengers, people have now just because of this main event drummed up that Becky and Lita could be a viable tag team. I mean, they, they have, you know, both red hair. They both have kind of the, they're not the norm. They, 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 they are right. the, the kind of the alternative star. Um, uh, yeah, and, they have and, some parallels. And, and kind of what you said earlier, Justin, with just the tag titles have kind of felt like they've been on ice and that would be a good way to kind of heat those up again. So, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, I want to ask you this. I don't think they're going to change the plans, but that would be that would be a good way to heat things up again. Right. We'll see, Jimmy. I wanted to ask you this because I've always kind of always curious, and you're the referee, so you're the perfect person to ask. <laughs> this match, um, <clears throat> if one of them would have escaped, mm-hmm. they would have won. Mm-hmm. But also, pinfalls and submissions were good, as we saw. The match ended mm-hmm. on the pinfall. What is your take on 
it seemed like they it seemed like they they changed the rules based upon convenience. Like if the finish is easier to do in the ring with the pinfall submission, then we allow the ref to be in there. If this is one that has to be centered around escape, then that's mm-hmm. the only way to win. What's your what's your take as a ref on bending the cage stipulation? Uh, I would rather it be a standard uh, rule, and then you occasionally have it where uh, the only way to win this cage match is to escape the cage or, you know, like, or have, or, or, or take away that stipulation altogether. And because the original cage match was, was centered around, Hey, we're keeping everybody out and keeping these two participants in the match needs to be won inside the cage via pinfall or submission. And it can't be in the ropes or against the cage or anything like that. It, it has to be in that, like, basically in the center of the ring. So the original concept of the cage match was to keep everybody out and keep the participants in and not, and not opening the door, so to speak, until there was a winner. That's almost the way I want to see it now. Hmm. You know what I mean? And take away that. um, I I know why they added that stipulation. We're escaping the cage because it kind of helps someone's rep, so to speak. They could lose the match without losing any steam, so to speak, because they didn't get pinned and they didn't submit. So I almost wish that they would go back to old school in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just it, it like like Raj. I I feel like there are some stories though where it really like I always when I think about a, a, a cage escapes, like I think to SummerSlam '94 with 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 Brett and Owen. I feel like what a perfect situation that was, right? We had already seen Owen surprisingly beat Brett and Mania that year, like, but Owen had done such dastardly things, and you have all the Hart family and players and members keep all of them out, but now Owen's locked and has to in the cage has to face off his brother. Like I kind of like the thought of like, okay, you got to escape if you want to survive this. No more pinfall submissions. You got to escape. But then at other points, I get what Jimmy's saying, whereas the the origin of the cage is just to keep everybody out and just settle it in the ring. I don't know. I always get torn when I they 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 they, they throw the rules around here. Yeah, I see both your points. I, I think uh, if you if you want to do a cage match with no escape, you kind of have that with Hell in the Cell, you know. And so yeah. you got the top covered. I mean, that, in theory, that's uh, and, and you know, I grew up uh, on escaping the cage and Hogan and Orndorff on Saturday Night's main mm-hmm. event where that drama and they both get out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like uh, I, I used to and Hogan and Bossman on Saturday Night's main event where you're just you know one guy's going for the door the other guy's you know climbing out and just I, i'm just used to that that, that drama but i do totally get like if the cage match is supposed to be the final thing it should be you know settled in the ring i i, I get that too but uh, just i think just because i grew up on the escape that I, I i see how that you could add a lot of drama with those yeah uh, rest in peace, the classic blue cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, let me put it to you this way: that blue cage was a lot heavier than the uh, chain link. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like that hurt <laughs> way worse than. than oh yeah. yeah. Than even the hell in the cell. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think Jimmy might be talking about like you're setting it up, but I think yeah, when he hit it, that thing, you know, at least the the chain it, it, yeah, cage gives, moves a little bit. It <laughs> yeah. gives a little. The, those blue bars didn't give at all. <laughs> were the blue bars to make it easy for Hogan to climb? Was that was that the reason? It, to make it easier to climb, I don't want to get, point a finger at Hogan uh, directly. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it was made to, to, to climb the cage easier. Was it aesthetic too? Because, you know, watching on TV with the chain link, it can be kind of hard to see. Yeah. Uh, and, that too. Uh, yeah. And you can also, the, 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 the handheld cameras at ringside can actually kind of yeah. shoot inside one of the squares. Right. You know, 
That was what I, that was actually one of the things I loved about Hell in a Cell was that it gave room to put more production inside of it because I always thought that growing up, you know, WCW touted them or, or, or you know, WCW and they touted themselves on their super brawls and, and all the things mm-hmm. in their cage gimmicks. But the chain link fence, I'm like, it, this is not good TV. It's hard to see. Right. Yeah. It, you know, and, yeah. and granted, production wasn't great in the late 80s uh, compared mm-hmm. to what it is now. So I always thought that mm-hmm. that was the advantage of the blue cage was more right. more visibility. Yeah, I don't know if you've, you've been to a UFC event before or Bellator, what, um, but when you're like right in front of the cage, it's, it's kind of hard to see. It's like you, ideal, you almost want to be up a little so you could, you're like looking down, you know, yeah, right over the cage, mm-hmm. uh, into you know onto the mat. So yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree. Um, all right, well, that was Monday Night Raw tonight. Again, a lot of headlines to take away from it, a lot of stories, a lot of things. Uh, as we are only now one more Raw removed from Elimination Chamber, which, uh, you know, again, as I teased at the beginning, and I think we fulfilled talking about it, is a, is a pretty stacked Chamber card with a lot at stake mm-hmm. across the board, title or otherwise. Uh, appreciate all the Super Chats tonight. We uh, It's been great. Again, if you can leave a comment on whatever platform you like to take in the podcast. If you like, I always ask, Pete, please tweet me, tweet any of us, tell us where in the world, Carmen San Diego, you are. How do you listen to this podcast? Are you procrastinating at uh, work? Are you ignoring your boss? Are you cleaning the house? Are you cooking? Are you whatever? What are you doing? How, how are we getting you through the day? Love to hear it. Uh, let's get some cheap plugs in. Raj, you go first. Uh, yeah, just uh, follow me on Twitter, DRajGeary. Um, and yeah, me and, you know, Jack, uh, we, we, we do these finance podcasts every now and then. So check that out at uh, youtube.com slash at practical money. Uh, so yeah, it's called practical money. And, you know, the last one we did, we we're talking about just easy stuff, just, you know, investing in index funds and how to do it. And if you've never done it before, you can see, you know, step-by-step how, how you go about doing that. So yeah, just, uh, yeah, check it out if you have free time. Don't be a bum ass Corbin. Go get some practical money. There you go. <laughs> From Raj and Jack. Jimmy, plug it up. Uh, well, you can catch me on all my social media platforms doing my ref and rants from Wednesday to Friday, having a little fun with that. They're short, they're a minute long, and that's all they're supposed to be. And they're not to tear down, they're to critique and help build up. And also, you can catch me here on Monday nights and Wednesday nights. Monday's uh, talking about Raw, Wednesday's talking about Dynamite. And you can also catch me talking to my good brother in stripes with my good brother in stripes, uh, Brian Hebner, on the Refn It Up podcast as well. Very good, very good. Uh, definitely worth checking out. I'm at Justin Lavar across the socials. Be back Wednesday with uh, Jimmy and Issa after AEW. And of course, Friday mornings, Channel 156, myself, Dave LaGreca, and Thunder Rosa on Busted Open. Uh, lots going on. Again, make sure you check out the, uh, any bit of the podcast you missed. Share it. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. You tell one person, they tell two, so on and so forth. Appreciate you guys staying up for all of you live in the, in the chat. We uh, greatly uh, appreciate the support and loyalty and all the kind words that you guys uh, spread around uh, in the community about this podcast. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, this podcast will be back tomorrow night after NXT. Until then, be good. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.